0: Welcome, everyone, to the Apocalypse Podcast. I am Steve. He is Dr. Lawrence Van Beek. Yes. Don't you love that sort of, sort of, I I was going to say sultry, but I can't say sultry, can I? Dulcet
1: dulcet is the word you use, right? Dulcet Dulcet
0: is the word I'm looking for. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 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 Not that I can't be sultry. I'd like to say I haven't mentioned your appearance in several weeks now. <laughs>
1: yes, yes.
0: Anyway, <laughs> buddy, we're going to talk about Zephaniah. So why are we going to Zephaniah?
1: Well, oh, I was going to say, cause I'm, I'm a happy man because I asked my wife, I said, am I happy? She said, you're darn right. You're happy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because you're telling me I'm supposed to be happy? <laughs> happy. Zephaniah, because um, it's the next book. It's after the one we just did. But um, that's why we're going there. But Zephaniah is an interesting character in that he, the prophets come from all over the place, as you probably, as you well know, right? Some were shepherds and, you know, some some were actual prophets that went to a school to become prophets. Zephaniah was was royalty. And he says that in the very first um in the first verse, he says that he is actually the great, great, great grandson of Hezekiah.
0: Oh wow. And
1: Hezekiah was one of the reformers of, of Judah. Remember? Right. He brought, yep. he brought in good reforms. And now he is he is um speaking during the reign of Josiah, um, who also he was the boy king, and right. he brought yes. he brought in reforms. They they found a scripture and he, and he repented and he got rid of the idols and so there there are two good things that are happening or something that happened a long time ago and something that's happening now but he is still preparing them for um, for coming judgment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and he says things in very large ways that are almost that are almost too hard to deal with that. Um, that prophecy people would have said we're not for his day, but they are actually for our future. So now I'm not going to say that I'm not going to go there with it. And yet you will see why people go there with it because it's actually harder to maintain what I'm going to say than what, what they say. Yeah, I know, but we know they're wrong though. Well, there is that because I did start with Dr. (laughs) Vicky. (laughs) So yes. for
0: those of you scoring at home, if you disagree with Larry, just know you're wrong. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, <laughs> Anyway, yeah. <no>. everybody <laughs> with a doctorate raise their hand.
1: Um, so. <laughs> we joke, we joke.
0: All right, bud. So shall I read the first section? We'll go from there?
1: Yeah, yeah. You can start at one and maybe just read down to, what was it again? Where does he stop here? Just before he gets to Judah. No, up a bit. Up a like bit. Maybe no, six this or is so? There. Yeah, about Oops. six. Okay. No, no, just do just do the first down to three. Just do down to three, and then then he turns after that.
0: Okay, done. We'll do that. Yeah. The word of the Lord that came to Zephaniah, son of Cushai, the son of Gedaliah, the son of Amariah, the son, son of, of Hezekiah. Get out
1: of
0: here. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Uh, Oh, it'll take me a while. Uh, The son of Hezekiah, during the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah. I will sweep away everything from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. I will sweep away both man and beast. I will sweep away the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea and the idols that cause the wicked to stumble. When I destroy all mankind on the face of the earth, declares the Lord, I will stretch out my hand against against Judah and against all who live in Jerusalem.
1: Yeah. So he starts off with um almost um but some would say a reverse of creation. And later mm-hmm. on they're going to say it's very similar to what he says in in um just before the flood that mm-hmm. he's preparing them for a flood but but actually later on in this book he's going to say this flood is a is a thing of fire. And that's why I say people point to the future um a couple of times in Zephaniah and this is, this is one of the things, is he's going to wipe everything from the face of the earth, right? He's going to kill all people, sweep away man and beast and birds and fish and the idols that cause wickedness, right? And this sounds like a devastation, a complete devastation of the earth. This almost sounds like um, Isaiah wrapping up the earth like an old rag and throwing it away. Okay, which, yeah. Which, which is something I do believe in my in my um, my the literal part of me believes that one day all of this is going to be destroyed and and remade Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i do see that in our future but but what i have to see here when he says all of this it sounds like everything's destroyed i think it's hyperbole
0: Hmm.
1: and i want to be careful with hyperbole because you know we use hyperbole all the time when jesus says um you know, you, you see something in someone's eye. If if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Right. And we always say that's hyperbole. And I'm not 100% sure it is. But I think it must be because, because otherwise we'd all be blind.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> all, all the followers of God would be blind. So, so here when he says, I'm going to sweep away everything, I'm going to kill all men on all the beasts. I'm going to sweep away men and beasts. Mm-hmm. He's really talking... I think he's pointing to the Babylonian captivity, because we are just, just on the edge of the Babylonian captivity here. Okay, we're, yeah. we're on the edge. In the next chapter, he's going to talk about Assyria, Moab, and Ammon, and Egypt, and how they're all going to be destroyed. And now he's now he's talking about everybody being destroyed. I think he's talking about the captivity. Mm-hmm. So don't forget, in Scripture, all does not always mean all. And that's an important thing to remember. Um, when you think about John the Baptist, when it said all of Jerusalem came to him, it didn't mean all of Jerusalem came to him. Yeah, It meant a whole pile of people came to him. And so here I want to say he's talk because he's going to talk about this again. And then he's going to turn around right away and say there's still people. So, So give it a go now and keep reading. Does that make sense? Yeah, certainly does. Yeah.
0: And it's an important context to say not all means all, because then it helps you understand what he's up to here. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Even though, you know, in the back of my mind, there's a part of me that still thinks that he's referring to everything. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right. So we're halfway through verse four now, folks. I will destroy every remnant of Baal worship in this place. The very names of the idolatrous priests who bow down on the roofs to worship the starry host. Those who bow down and swear by the Lord, and those who swear by Molech, those who turn back from following the Lord, and neither seek the Lord nor inquire of Him, be silent. Or be silent before the Sovereign Lord, for the day of the Lord is near. The Lord has prepared a sacrifice; He has consecrated those He has invited. On that day. On the day of the Lord's sacrifice, I will punish the officials and the king's sons, and all those clad in foreign clothes. On that day, I will punish all those who avoid stepping on the threshold, who fill the temple of their gods with violence and deceit. On that day, declares the Lord, a cry will go up from the fish gate.
1: Well, let's stop there. (laughs) Yeah, Cause, Cause you can't hear anything in, in the fish gate. As soon as you hear the fish gate, you're kind of gone at that place. <laughs> I, I don't know why they named all of their gates. They also have a, a dung gate. Hmm. So I'd rather be at the fish gate, but but yeah, yeah, both, do, yeah. both would smell terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm
1: thinking. So anyway, anyway. So what he does is he talks about the whole earth being being you know being swept away and, and I will sweep all of this away. And then he turns it against Judah. And the rest of this whole chapter is talking about Jerusalem. And now at this point in scripture, once you've had the Babylonian or the Assyrian captivity, when you talk about Israel, you could be talking about Judah and Israel, right? Mm-hmm. Up until the Assyria captivity from the time of Solomon to the or Solomon's son Rehoboam and Jeroboam, it's a divided kingdom and you refer to them separately. Once you get to this point, it's Israel again. All right. So so he says about Judah. He says, "I'm going to destroy everything." So you've been worshiping Baal or Baal. Baal was the um, the the god of conquering, right? Mm. And um, and you've got idolatrous priests. I miss I miss Moloch Oh, he's a little further on. People that worship the starry hosts. So um, that that was a part of worship. You worship the stars, and uh, and I'm going to say astrology, but I'm not sure that would be correct. I could be I yeah. could be off base. To refer to astrology for this part. Yeah, astro- I sometimes mix up astrology and astronomy. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, you're fine. You do good.
1: Yeah, they're 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 quite different. Um, and he says, those who swear by the Lord and also those who swear by Moloch. And remember, Moloch was the god Samson. No, Samson, <laughs> it's not Samson. Um, Solomon actually allowed one of his wives to have a have a Moloch built in his kingdom. Oh. Okay. Yeah, he didn't say it was right. He just didn't stop her from doing it. Remember, Moloch was the one that we think child sacrifice was done to when you were. In, yeah, I was going to say would, did
0: did they burn know. their children for Moloch?
1: Yeah, yeah, they had different Molochs. One was the arms were raised and they would heat him up until he was fiery red hot. The other he had to get kind of a gaping mouth and there'd be a fire inside, and and you would work you would you would sacrifice to him, but in times of very serious trouble. They would actually sacrifice their first their their children, and you know your firstborn could be could be twelve or thirteen years old. You know, yeah. Which at what, yeah. which at a point where you'd just be hucking them in there without any problem at all. You know, like if you've ever seen, <laughs> if you've ever saw a thirteen year old, <laughs> we will stop now. We will stop. It's actually quite serious. It was a very serious thing. God didn't want it to happen. I still I still point us back to Abraham and Isaac. Hmm. And when Abraham went to sacrifice Isaac, because God told him to, we said we said one thing that Abraham was a man of his day, and so this this wouldn't have been as serious to him as we we want to make it in our day. Yeah. But the other thing, when God stopped him, it was God saying, "I do not require this kind of sacrifice." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so to go back to this kind of sacrifice was was quite wrong, and much much more wrong to us with our
0: sensitivities. Right. 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 right.
1: And then he says, so be silent before the Lord. The Lord has prepared a sacrifice. On the day of the Lord's sacrifice, I'm going to punish the officials and foreigners. Those clad in foreign clothes. The king's son and, and foreigners, right? Yeah. I'm going to punish these. Uh, all who avoid stepping on the threshold. Now, this is uh, stepping on the threshold. It almost sounds like you're getting married and you're carrying the bride over. Mm-hmm. But, but when I read about it, they think. It comes from Samuel five five, and Samuel five five. Um, well, I'll go just a bit before. So, so the Philistines had captured the Ark of God and they put it in Dagon's temple.
0: Mm, right. So yes, they had a temple the to the
1: God. Their God was Dagon, and they put the Ark before the temple. They came back the next day, and and Dagon was bowing before the Ark. That's right. It really ticked them off, yeah. and mm-hmm. so they 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 reset up Dagon. They left the Ark there. They came back the next morning, and he had fallen to the ground, and his head and hands had been broken off, and they were lying on the threshold, and only his body remained. So, so again, this is Ark of the Covenant stuff, right? This is, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, who's the guy from the Ark of the Covenant? can't remember. This is why, to this day, the priests of Dagon or any of the others enter Dagon's temple at Ashdod step on the threshold. Because because they say Dagon's head fell on the threshold, so nobody will step on the threshold now, right? you think yep. they would have worshipped God, but they didn't. They just didn't step on the threshold of, of, of their yep. God. Yeah. They, they made of. a wonderful allowance. Yes, they did. <laughs> they did. And they so they think that this is what this is about. I'm going to punish those that avoid stepping on the threshold because they're worshipping other things. They're allowing other things other than God.
0: Right, right. Yeah. And these and these are his people, right? That's why he's taking them to task with
1: this. These are his own people. Later on, he's going to take the other guys to task, but the other guys, it's those sins of of attacking Israel when Israel is weak and those kind of sins that, that God yeah. says, you don't do that, right? Ammon and, and Moab. But yeah, this is exactly what you're saying. Yep.
0: All right, folks, picking up at verse 10. I might as well I'll read, I read a read a little bit into verse 10, but let's just start there. On that day, declares the Lord, a cry will go up from the fish gate, a wailing from the new quarter, and a loud crash from the hills. Wail, you who live in the market district, all your merchants will be wiped out. All who trade with silver will be destroyed. At that time, I will search Jerusalem with lamps and punish those who are complacent, who are like wine left left on its dregs, who think the Lord will do nothing, either good or bad. Their wealth will be plundered, their houses demolished. Though they build houses, they will not live in them. Though they plant vineyards, they will not drink the wine. The great day of the Lord is near. Near and coming quickly. Cry on, the day of the Lord is bitter. The cry on the day of the Lord is bitter. The mighty warrior shouts his battle cry. That day will be a day of wrath, a day of distress and anguish, a day of trouble and ruin, a day of darkness and gloom a day of clouds and blackness a day of trumpet and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the guard tower or against the corner towers i will bring such distress on all people that they will grope about grope about like those who are blind because they have sinned against the lord their blood will be poured out like dust their entrails like dung Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to save them on the day of the Lord's wrath. In the fire of his jealousy, the whole earth will be consumed, for he will make a sudden end of all who live on the earth.
1: Do you remember back in, um, yeah, I know, I know. God has not said this kind of stuff to us, but he could. He could. Revelation-y type stuff, isn't
0: it? it? It very much
1: is, isn't it? Yeah, the the you know your your wealth is going to be destroyed, right? I don't know what I don't know about leaving wine on its dregs. I don't know why you do that. I don't understand that. I know the dregs are the little bits of grape and stuff on the bottom of the glass. Yeah. Because do you remember um one of them when he was being killed, one of the one of the scholars, and he threw that out against his um threw the dregs. He drank the hemlock and threw the dregs out at them. So this is for you. Hmm. Wasn't Pluto? or Pluto. Pluto is a Disney character. Who's the guy who started with an S? I can't can't remember his name. (laughs) Socrates? Socrates. It was Socrates that
0: did it. Or Socrates, as we know him. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, which is interesting, you know, that, that that's how he died too. Anyway, and then the great day of the Lord is near. And you remember it was Amos that who talked about the day of the Lord and the Jewish people felt like the day of the Lord was the Lord coming for them, and destroying the enemies, and Amos the one who's turned it around and said, It's going to start with you. Yes. And he <laughs> says the same thing. He says, When the day of the Lord comes, you are going to suffer terrible bitterness. And I think for them, this day of the Lord is the coming of the Babylonians. I don't mm-hmm. think the day of the Lord has to be the same all the way through. And I'm I, <laughs> I could be very wrong about that. But 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 I think the day of the Lord that He's talking about. Is is when the God is going to judge them, um, and He's going to judge them through the through the power of the Babylonians.
0: No, that makes and sense. He, oh, and he well, says, you've
1: taught. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you keep going. Well,
0: I was going to say, and you've taught me that several times that that Scripture often reuses concepts but reinterprets them over and over again. Mm. So while we use the Day of the Lord here, and we see the Day of the Lord in Revelation. It's a familiar concept, but it's reinterpreted for that perspective for that particular time.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. It's the same type of thing. He's he's using what he knows from scripture. Yeah. And he's he's just using it again. That, that I like that. I'm glad I've said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't know I had. Did, yeah, <laughs> you're a wise man. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let sometimes, me affirm that for you. <laughs> sometimes I don't even know what I'm saying. Um, but um, the great
0: learning has driven you mad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, your blood will be poured out like the dust and, and their entrails like dung, and your oh. silver and gold won't save you. And I do like that. Um, money's not going to save you. In the book of Revelation, actually, money does save them in the beginning. Right, um, uh, they talk about things being destroyed, but don't touch the oil and the wine. This is stuff the wealthy had, but later on, it touches all of them. Eventually, right. it touches all of them. I saw a, a Second World War movie where the real rich man in town, um, the the Germans are coming and they're running away, and and he starts talking to the kids, and they did they just look at him and say, <laughs> "Yeah, get lost. We have nothing to do with you. You mean nothing to us." At this point, your wealth means nothing. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's what he's saying. He's saying he's gonna say, turn back to me. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't said it yet. Right now, he's he's finished with this. Now the next chapter, he's gonna talk about the nations. Right. Yeah. It's almost like he's taking an axe to the bottom of a tree, right? Like you think this,
0: all this stuff will save you. And I'm God is chopping away at it.
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, when, when when God says it's done, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> and if he ever says it to us, it'll be the same for us. Y- yes, uh, you and I are hoping that we have passed on into, into the next life at that point in time. <laughs> That's right, That yes, yes. My, as my mother-in-law said, I've never worried about what's going to happen because we're going to be raptured. And I thought, that is a solid good belief. <laughs> I, I don't carry it, but... It's a solid, solid, But I want it to be that way, yes. Yeah. 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 Sort of like Um, my belief in the coming cryptos. (laughs) (laughs) I really want it to happen. (laughs) (laughs) May they
0: they increase 200-fold. Oh, Um, yeah. My friend, what a good reminder of that, you know, often we're calling for God's day to come. And he's like, you know, again, like we saw in, in Habakkuk and other books that we've recently looked at, God's like, yeah, actually I'm going to start with you all though. Yeah. Yeah. And don't you think we hold that today? Like, you know, we're still like, you know, the, the society around us is really sinful. Could you just, you know, wipe them out and let's take us home. And what if God is saying to us,
1: yeah, I will, but I'm coming for you guys first. Yeah. And this is what I'm going to use to do it. Yeah. But that's going to affect us as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. (laughs) But, but all of this, all of this always suggests that um that life and death is a whole different thing for God than it is for us. Mm. Oh, that's a good reminder, my friend. yeah. And, and i'll 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 scream and cry and be the fool if you know, if I die, I hope it's suddenly from behind and I'm you know not expecting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Fully yeah. um, there.
0: Uh, buddy, thank you so much for that. That was fantastic. Folks, again, Larry and I cannot uh, tell you just how thankful we are that you listen week to week. We're going to take a little, well, at least we we probably will take a little two-week break, one to two-week break. Depends Depends how things go. Um, <laughs> two, two, maybe three. No, uh, one to two-week break, and then we'll be back with another episode. We'll, we'll kind of pick it up where we are in Zephaniah and go in Zephaniah 2 and then kind of go from there. But yeah, just some things we we need to take care of, and we'll kind of go from there. So, again, thanks for listening. For now, I was Steve, he was Larry, and this was the Apocalypse.